Amy, we've got a bunch of little nieces and nephews between us, but we've also got a catch-all gift that all of our siblings love for their newborns. You're totally right, and it's Pampers Swaddlers, because Pampers Swaddlers wick wetness away to keep babies drier and subsequently parents happier. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better versus the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Now you can try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes won't tear. In fact, they grip mess, shall we say, more firmly and clean better, leaving baby skin dry, soft, and smooth. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. Hello and welcome to Ask Margaret from What Fresh Hell, laughing in the face of motherhood, answering your parenting dilemmas one question at a time. Today's question comes from our Facebook group and it says, has anyone had success in helping their kids become better at losing sports, board games, even schoolwork? Anything that they can get frustrated with, they get frustrated with to an extreme degree. I have three boys, ages seven, five, and four, and they all do the same things, always throwing a huge tantrum. I will start by saying that competition and frustration for boys this age and kids this age, but perhaps slightly to a stronger degree boys this age, is developmentally appropriate. You know, that's not the most helpful information because it doesn't actually change anything that's going on. But I think it can just be helpful to say, that's right. This is part of how kids develop is finding themselves extremely frustrated and overwhelmed and then having to figure out how to deal with it. And that's kind of where we come in as parents. I will give you a quote from Joseph Osterman, who is a child psychiatrist, who says, it is your responsibility as a parent to help children navigate when things aren't going their way. The more you do this with them as children, the better they'll be able to do it for themselves as adults. That's kind of the crux of this entire thing, which is, yes, you're figuring this out, but let me lend you a little bit of a hand because this is important to figure out as you move through the world. I'm going to link an article from the Cleveland Clinic on this topic, how to help your child handle disappointment. They start with the point that I think I want to focus on in this short time, which is have a good offense. This is exactly the kind of situation where you have three little boys at home. They start with I am the person who can get to the door fastest. And then the three of them start running for the door. And then you're going to have a 20 minute fight about who actually got to the door fastest and who won the getting to the door fastest prize. And you're going to be sitting there screaming like a crazy person. There is no such thing as the getting to the door fastest competition and unhappiness will ensue. So once this starts happening, you've just lost the board game, you just struck out in the baseball game, or you just you know, found out that your friend got a 92 and you got a 91, whatever moment. This is where a lot of the pain point is in this because the kid starts having a tantrum at that point and we 
tend to want to dive in right there and give a ton of perspective. And we know from the thousands of discussions on the podcast that our kid at that point is basically in red brain. They cannot handle, you know, you really need to be more gracious and you need to think sometimes it's someone else's time to win and sometimes they are feeling so overwhelmed by the sensation of losing and whatever anger, rage, shame, fear that brings up in their, you know, for lack of a better term, lizard brain. That is not a time that they can learn moving lessons about handling disappointment. And so this article from the Cleveland Clinic says, have a good offense. Discuss winning and losing with your child before they start playing. Talk about how losing is sometimes frustrating, but that winning and losing aren't the most important things. Instead, focus on how practicing improving skills and working with a team are more important. All really important lessons, but similarly, if you were to, you know, stub your toe against the bathroom door, and as that pain was hitting you, your spouse arrived on the scene to say, You know, pain is actually a good experience in life because we can grow from it. It's not the right time to impart that completely reasonable and important lesson. It's kind of a matter of timing. So one thing you might do to really practice this in time is to say, we're going to play this game. We're going to really work today on whoever wins Candyland, whatever the game is, being a really good uh, winner. And so after the game today, whoever wins, we're going to congratulate that person and have a cup of hot chocolate for everybody who is being a great sport. It's just a simple way to practice what actually happens when those overwhelming feelings come in. And I think it's important to recognize that we can't negate the feeling of frustration. Think about even watching a sporting event. When your team loses, that initial feeling of frustration, the skill we're trying to build is not not feeling the feeling of, oh my gosh, how could you miss that kick? You've ruined my whole night. The feeling we're trying to work on is I feel that feeling and I behave differently. And so I think talking this out, having a plan for it, talking about it when we're not in the moment, and then listening to kids and saying, this is really frustrating. It does feel bad to be the loser. It feels much better to be the winner. Everyone wins and loses sometimes. But the most important thing is how we are going to respond to these situations when they happen to us. But those conversations cannot happen while it's happening. They have to happen at calmer times when we can have a little perspective on it. I hope that helps. If you have a question for myself or Amy, you can ask them on our Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WhatFreshHellCast, or you can send them to info at WhatFreshHellPodcast.com, and you might hear your question answered on an upcoming episode. Thanks so much for listening. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, whew, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. 
I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. Oh, hey, everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory, two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And this is our new podcast, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. What happens when your creative spark just seems to disappear? Gone. Poof. Bye. See ya. What happens when life gets in the way of your creativity instead of nourishing it? That's what happened to Molly and me. We felt like the thing that drove us creatively stopped working and impending doom had in fact impended. Totally. So we decided to do something about it. And that was steal ideas about getting unstuck from the most creative people we can find. We talk to guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. And we're not just talking Bob Ross type paint on paper artists here, though we talk to them too. We're talking to actors, creative directors, dancers, and people who are working hard to be their best creative selves in a world that can sometimes feel real uncreative. We all have something to teach each other, so let's steal their ideas together. Join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Pandemics, school calendars, world events, lack of sleep, oh, get out of their life gunk. And let's get back to your best creative self. Subscribe to Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. You're not going to want to miss an episode. Unsticking It with Blair and Molly, because sometimes life sucks. Unsticking.